Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty on Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. So once again, you have reached Licking Non-Vanilla for all your salacious needs. My name is Ralph Greco Jr. and across the aisle and across the country from me is... (laughs) Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian. And today, Chris, we are very lucky to be speaking to someone we both are in contact with and we adore. And this is Bridget Absolutely. from Hot Movies. Hello, Bridget. Hi, guys. How's it going? So nice to finally talk to you. We are, well, we've been actually in contact with you for a while, right? I mean, it's got to be at least six months. Oh, yeah, I definitely. So. I'd say. Well, as you get older, Bridget, I don't know about you, but as we, as we get older, you know, time just slows, you know, just flies by and then you die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Bridget is the uh, I don't know I don't exactly tell us what you do at Hot Movies because this is Bridget from Hot. Yeah, what's movies. your title exactly? Yeah, Bridget, what is your title exactly? <laughs> so technically, I'm the editor in chief of our blog, but um, I also do uh, social media marketing, Twitter. Uh, occasionally, I fix up star bios when they call in and complain. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> but, yeah. Master of master of all, master of none. I don't know. <laughs> wow, a lot of well, Chris and I know you because we write for this. Is it the spotlight section, right? That's what we write for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and I think uh, we met you and I, Bridget, met through X Xbiz. I think you put a posting up on Xbiz. Yeah, yeah. I'm always looking for guest writers for the blog that work in the industry or have sex education knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you guys hit me up through there, and it was perfect. See, Chris, we're knowledgeable. Did you know that, Chris? I'm fine. That's the first time I've heard it. I've heard other words. I've heard other words to describe us. Knowledgeable is really not on the list. Yeah, um, I don't know about that one. Um, so tell us a little Repro bit. Reprobate seems to show up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Bridget, tell us a little bit about hot movies for people who've never been or you know just go there for the research. You know. Sure. Uh, so we're a video on demand company that started in 2003. We have a couple different pay platforms, uh, but our most popular people buy minute packages. Okay. And you just kind of use what you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. Right. Understand. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, you have hot movies. Then there's there's other things we're going to touch on too because you guys do a lot more than just that. But uh, Chris, why don't you jump in here? You got any any quick questions for her initially? Well, you know, the first off the bat is I want to say that you know I we both Ralphie and I have worked for a lot of people over the years, and we have to say working with you and writing for you is absolutely one of the best things in the planet. So absolutely. if you're blushing, my mission has has been successful. <laughs> um, I definitely am. You, definitely you guys are you guys it. are such a pleasure to work with. Thank Super you. timely, Thank great writing, <laughs> great, well, you know, great Chris, knowledge. Chris, that's a good point, and we should ask her because Chris and I get on here all, all the time. We expound about how to be a better writer, how to, how to how to mm-hmm. uh, go, go forward in the business. But from your standpoint, Bridget, what, what, what do you look for in a writer that's somebody you want to work with again and again? Uh, definitely base knowledge of the topic is, is number one, especially in this industry, because um, you're going to get like a lot of people who want to do the work, but maybe don't have the experience behind it. Mm. Um, and I want, I want someone with 
the insight, you know, like personal experience to back up what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely like, I mean, basic grammar is always nice, but that's kind of where I come in. I edit the text, but it doesn't really matter so much, but it's definitely mostly about the insight and then just generally pleasant, prompt communication, which you guys are great about. Um, yeah. Well, Chris, we've, we've said this once, if we said this a thousand times, is the one thing we do pride ourselves on is good communication. And in these days, exactly. this day and age, there's no reason that you can't communicate. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, so, and, and also some of your articles, well, a lot of your, at least the ones I've written for you, I know that Chris has written for you, you're also looking for a, a goodly amount, if I can say it that way, of kind of smat <laughs> smattering the movies titles in there or links to the movies mm -hmm. and the SEO considerations. Yeah, definitely SEO is a big part of what I do. Um, we want to just show up on Google if possible, wherever possible. Um, and the good thing about hot movies is we have content from every niche imaginable. Mm. And uh, there's something that's always relevant no matter what when writing about anything pertaining to the industry or sex education, we have something that relates that we can promote alongside the writing. Right. And that brings out the SEO, which is search mm -hmm. engine optimization for those people out there who don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, very those magic stuff. words that Google will pick up. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, um, and, and you do have a wide variety of stuff. Is there anything on there that, you've rejected like stuff that somebody came to you with content and you said no 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 we don't want to do that oh yeah really? um, so when i when i first got started at hot movies uh my initial position was just uh we, we would get the content in from providers i would sit down at my desk and i'd do eight to eleven movies a day of just editing the content okay and mm -hmm. there was a lot of times i'd have to jump up from my desk and go oh okay no 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 we're not doing this interesting okay um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the restrictions changed over the years. Um, like, you know, the banks don't want certain content associated with them. So we don't do fisting mm -hmm. personally. Um, and then there's just other stuff that's like taste wise. Like uh, I can I can recall a certain video that um, just stuck in my mind forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I don't I don't kink shame, but I don't like to see stuff uh, being eaten from. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I, I guess because with Chris and I have more more than I, we've written about and taught a little bit, but and seen some stuff that we even at the conventions that we teach that we usually we've said this all the time. Right, Chris, what's the term? We use that if that's not your thing, not our thing, but it's perfectly fine. If exactly. That's what you're yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's safe, sane and consensual, that's great. Yeah. Um, but. If it if it kind of has like a gut reaction, like "ooh, this seems unsafe for a viewer to consume," mm -hmm. and then potentially try to emulate, then we kind of we hold it to a higher standard of maybe we don't put this up. You know, we're pretty good with our vetting process here. Well, that's sure. yeah, I that's mean, really Chris, admirable. That's absolutely admirable. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me well, too. <laughs> well, Chris, we've often said that about the safety factor first and foremost, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. There's so much stuff out there that people put out without realizing someone's going to try this. And if it's one of the more risky behaviors, that's a really serious implication. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, BDSM activities that, you know, one wrong move, it can really screw somebody up. So I'm really yeah. glad to see that, you know, hot movies has this stance because again, there's so much risk out there. Yeah. And I mean, like porn is 
entertainment primarily, but you'd be kidding yourself to think that people don't try some of the stuff that they see regardless. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, how how could you not? I mean, if you if you're running the edge even to a fantasy, you may have tickled or not, you know, tried maybe a little bit or not with this new partner you're with, and you get on, mm-hmm. you look at some stuff, and then you may ne- take that next step with just so let's do this. And in some of those instances, that let's do this could lead you into areas that maybe is, are not the best for you. You know, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We. Chris and I tend to do more novice classes than anything else. And uh, we, we were stressing safety at, at every juncture. Yeah, it's super Absolutely. important. And specifically with BDSM, where, I mean, the risk is potentially lethal, as yeah. you've touched in some of your blogs. Yeah, we, we both actually, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Um, you know, Chris, when I was talking to Bridget earlier, she mentioned something that, that I find pretty interesting. I didn't know they were into this. Um the, 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 let's talk about, if we can, Bridget, a little bit about the face recognition stuff. Sure. Yeah, so, I'm very um, curious about that. Hot Movies, is, we're, really, we're really lucky. We have our own uh, in-house development team, and we're always constantly looking at ways to improve the site. And one of the features, while not exactly perfect yet, um, is this AI facial, re- uh, face, facial recognition software. Um, so you can just kind of upload any picture, any picture really, but um, your favorite porn star, and it'll match to that star. Wow. So you can find videos if you don't know their cool. name. That's really cool. That's very cool. Well, you know, because Chris is, a, is could could I say, Chris, that you're more you're you're quite the futurist when it comes to the writing. Oh, I'll blush, but absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that he's into, British, Bridget, Brit, Bridget, yeah, Bridget. Um, or I'll call you Bridget for now. Um, so, you know, I think we're, we're both, I'm a little bit interested in it, and I, I have some knowledge, but he, he certainly exceeds my knowledge in that way, you know. Um, but it's it certainly, there There seems to be, in this in this world, especially in the digital world, so many things coming down the pike that we can't even foresee yet. You know, I know. And I mean, porn, they say, is like the pioneer of technology, because once I mean, it's what everybody goes on the Internet to do. Yeah. So like virtual reality, that, that came first and facial recognition. We're just always trying to be the next wave, basically. Right. Right. I think that's true. But I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the sex industry has been like driving technology for a long time. Yeah. Well, dro- drove digital for sure, you know, mm-hmm. because there would be no hot movies if, there, if if there was no digital. I mean, there was not the advent of digital create creates that place for you guys to be able to to do what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just constantly changing, but um, it's a really exciting industry to work in. I've, I've only been working here for the past five years and I've already seen so many changes implemented. Um, it's It's really cool. Yeah, well, that was one of the things Chris wanted to ask you. Where, wh- how did a nice girl like you end up at a place like this? <laughs> uh, I, I just, I got so lucky. I gotta say. Um, so I, I'm, I'm from Philly. I, I went to school for writing, and I was working in restaurants, pretty, pretty miserable, and looking for writing gigs on the side. And I saw this ad on Craigslist that I thought had to be a scam, mm-hmm. and it, it was just like. Uh, adult industry website seeks writers interested in the content. I've I've always been a porn fan, mm-hmm. so I figured, oh, this this would be great if it's real. And you know, I didn't, I wasn't sure. And then I show up, and it's a legitimate office with 
cubicles, uh, super professional people, really, really, really great people. And I, I was lucky enough to get the job and kind of work my way up. Wow. That's cool. So I got really lucky. (laughs) Yeah. How often, Chris, how often we answer those ads and they go nowhere. Right. Oh yes! Oh yes! Uh, I mean, we you know, we did countless. Well, that's wonderful because there's some companies out there. Like I said, you're meeting in the back of a cafe somewhere. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's some nice band, you know. <laughs> exactly. Take I, was, yeah. I was super glad I showed up, and it wasn't just a black leather couch in a CD room or something. <laughs> yeah, with a, with a <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a with a fashionable sign outside with that says eats. <laughs> 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 So, Bridget, you also mentioned to me um, about the Clip Search and Movie Maker Playlist. Let's talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Okay. So the Movie Maker Playlist is a, an old function that we've revamped. But basically, so our users can save clips that they like and kind of make playlists based on, like, second to second, their favorite parts of each movie that they like. So mm-hmm. you can have, uh-huh. like, I mean, for example, like your favorite cum shots from some movies you could do. Right. A hundred, hundred movie playlists of just your favorite pop shots right, or right. Um, favorite anal scenes, favorite stars that perform in certain movies. Um, it's really cool, and uh, users can share them and save them, and it's just like a unique feature that we offer. Um, and then the clip search is actually super cool. Um, so on hot movies, if you go to our clip search, you can narrow down we have hundreds of thousands of scenes on the site you can narrow down to like absolutely the most specific thing that you want to see so Mm -hmm. whether it's Mm. uh i don't know bbw milfs Mm -hmm. with uh implants (laughs) uh trampling and doing smoking fetishes you can find that and you can find as much content as we have available for that specific search and i mean it's just you can narrow it down by the star, what the stars look like, what the action is, uh, where it takes place. If you're really into just shower porn, yeah, I, like it's just it's a good way to narrow down all the stuff that we have. Well, I you know I think that's important because when you you have a, a depository like you do, there's so much stuff, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's it's fun to look around, but at times when you like you know you're saying you put your minutes and you know what you're there for. Um, mm-hmm. You want to get to, you know, the the Japanese robot spanking porn is what you're looking for. You know, that's what you're <laughs> exactly. You know, not that I'm giving anything away by old tastes, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know, too much information, it's, Robbie. It's too all much information. Yeah, it's all beautiful. We're all we're all snowflakes, and we're all individual <laughs> snowflakes, and uh, <laughs> and you you know you also other than the incredible two writers that you're you're writing you're talking about right talking to right now, which you're not you're not going to get any better than that, but you do have. <laughs> performers and industry figures that write for you on occasion yeah yeah we were super lucky this year to start including um like actual performers yeah. directors uh we had Very sydney cool. leathers write a few articles for us she she uh gained notoriety for the whole anthony weiner scandal a couple years ago um mm-hmm. courtney trouble great performer director trouble films uh, Lotus Lane, like a lot of a lot of big name stars, Missy Martinez. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's just, excellent. That's really exciting. Yeah, I just I just kind of they they submit pitches of what they'd like to write about, and I just pretty much yeah. If you want to write it, you want to put your name on it, I'd love to hear from you and publish yeah. it. 
Yeah, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, they're in the industry. They have a they have a big fan base. Why? It's a win win mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah, and it's 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 nice to support them, you know, through other means, so they don't have to just rely on their affiliate income from us or mm-hmm. whatever. Now, before we go any further, let's just let everybody know you're listening to Licking Non Vanilla with Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian, otherwise known as Chris. His friends call him Chris, so. I have to call him uh, M. Christian. And uh, <laughs> also talking – we're talking today to Bridget from Hot Movies. And you got to go over to hotmovies.com because hotmovies.com is amazing, and it's got mm-hmm. tons of stuff. And you're going to spend a lifetime looking through it, basically. So much great stuff there. Plus, there's some amazing writing there, too, I, I'd say. Wouldn't you say that, Chris? Some great absolutely, writing absolutely. <laughs> Astounding writing. It's kind of brilliant <laughs> right. writing. Absolutely. Right. I mean, this is the stuff that really sets the industry standard. Absolutely. <laughs> Seriously, Bridget, that, that does separate you guys from other places like yours that yeah, you have I, writing there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're lucky that uh, I can focus so much time and kind of curate this blog so that we do set apart. But that's what we kind of that's our goal to mm-hmm. set ourselves apart from like the tube sites and um, other VOD sites. Right. Because there's a lot of users there, right? with stuff that they can't get anywhere else. And it's, because it, you are compete. You're, it's a, it is quite the competitive field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. And, and let's just talk the last bit of this about how how does a content provider uh, come to you and and wh- what do they need to present to you? Um, do they need to have twenty movies downloaded? I mean, how, how does one like? Well, I have I have a whole bunch of stuff. I want to I want to contact Hot Movies. How does that happen? Well, that's an sure. excellent um, question, so, so we're opening up submissions for independent content producers as well, since independent content's getting so popular. Yeah. Um, you basically just have to be able to submit us your content through FTP download. Okay. Um, and it, you don't need to have – you can just have a couple of clips if you want. Um, but we, we make you sign a contract, and um, you'll – you have to have your 2257 documentation too, mm-hmm. of course. Right. Um, which mm-hmm. – some tube sites are a little cagey about, um, but we are not. <laughs> okay, right. So you're playing it above board all the way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, very yeah, important. Thanks. Very important. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want to get me in the middle of something, and then and then you guys are gonna have trouble because you got involved with the wrong content provider. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we've never had an issue before because of our strict protocols. But yeah, you can just go to hotmovies.com, and there's a place for. Uh, content producers to submit email us well chris we get we get off the the, the, the phone here with bridget we'll, we'll start downloading stuff for her, you know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> the adventuring research research <laughs> research of the adventuring yeah um <laughs> bridget what's coming out for the future for hot movies beyond the facial recognition stuff they got going all this wonderful stuff what would you say is the, is the next wave you see on the horizon uh well we're definitely going to be promoting the movie maker playlist more um okay pretty much just just getting ramped up on the site again we we revamped everything and uh definitely more blogs i'm reaching out to more stars to get more uh original content from them mm-hmm. cool and interviews uh if anyone wants to be interviewed by us we're always open to interviewing performers content producers directors listen to um, that folks everybody out there the you know, hot movies <laughs> is definitely interested in interviews so uh you know, you can present yourself to them, and I'm sure they'll be interested for that. You know, yeah, absolutely. And it's always promotion. Um, it's a competitive industry, but we try to provide a platform. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you do. 
Well, I, Chris, what else do you have for Bridget? you have anything else for Bridget or we've covered everything? Well, I just want to say again, it's like, I mean, how wonderful it is to work for you, but also I really like the site. I mean, it's like, it's easy to navigate. It's got plenty of content. I have to really applaud you for that. So that's really fantastic. I think it's like, you know, not to, not to sound like I'm buttering you up too much, but you know, other sites really should, you know, learn from what you're doing because you really do an excellent job. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, like you said, Bridget, I mean, it, it's a it's a professional situation over there. You guys are, yeah. mm -hmm. you're, play, you're playing, you know, in the field, in a very competitive field. So you have to be at the top of your game in order to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have a great team. I'm I'm blessed with the coworkers that I have and mm -hmm. the management that I have. So we're, we're tight ship, but we're doing it. <laughs> That's cool. That's very good. That's well, wonderful. we're, we're, we're going to, I'm going to get Chris out to the East Coast again, and we're going to, we're going to meet you for sure. Or I'm going to definitely just meet you for coffee or something. Cause, oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that would That'd be wonderful. great. But uh, we're going to, we're going to continue our wonderful relationship with you. And we thank you. We can't thank you enough for being on Licking Non Vanilla, really. Yes, well, thank, thank you for you having so me. It was such a pleasure. Um, so we're going to say goodbye. You, us, and Chris and I are going to keep going with the show. We'd have another half an hour. We got to fill with just naughty talk. But, um, <laughs> Bridget, thank you again so much. If and yes, please go to hotmovies.com, so check out the site, and uh, you can find Chris and I in some of our scribblings there as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. Such Th a pleasure to be on. Thank, thank you. you, Bridget. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, that was wonderful. What she a is wonderful such person, a huh? Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, we we've been been lucky so far with her because we we um we've worked for her for quite a while and uh, uh huh. And it's nothing but wonderful so far. Absolutely. Right? She's, now, she's I don't definitely think it, one of my favorite people. Yeah, she's great. And, like, you know, it's funny. She said she reiterated what we have been talking about all along, about communication mm -hmm. and about being nice, right, and professional mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, that's basically – and, and, and now our listeners have now heard that from an editor's standpoint, not from a writer's standpoint. Although Bridget yes. is a writer, you heard it from her, her professional standpoint as an editor, what's important to her. You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. I'm so glad that we were able to do that because, you know, it's it's true. It's like, you know, a lot of it is like practice and getting used to writing and knowing your subject. But really, it's ma maintaining those relationships. That's the really important thing. Right, right, right. And yeah, and once you establish them, because they are hard to establish to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful if you can keep them going and, and get to them and, and make and absolutely and make them into something that you could you could you know, hopefully just keep going, uh, keep maintaining for a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, Absolutely. that's important, you know, and I think that that's, what's wonderful about her. She's just one of those people. Um, mm -hmm. now we can, you and I, uh, cause I, I'm looking through, you know, we, Chris and I, we probably talk more, well, we'd certainly talk more over the show than we do on the show. Don't we, Chris? You would think. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So we talk all the time about the writing life, about just life in general, you know, a lot of personal mm -hmm. stuff we've been, uh, we've been mustered each other through. And, uh, Chris and I are always saying, well, what other topics can we talk about on the show? You know, and we, we've, we've hammered home the stuff about being a writer and how to be a writer and all this stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, we should talk about maybe a little bit because talking to Bridget today about facial recognition stuff and mm -hmm. the future of sex for a want of a better term. Mm -hmm. You've often told me and often said, you know, one of the subjects you're most interested in is sex and technology. Absolutely. And, I mean, that's um, a big fetish of mine. Right. Right. And you, I mean, you were writing that stuff 
years ago though you were writing like i would i'm talking like rude mechanicals which is one of your books weren't mm. you writing a, you were writing sci-fi sex a long time ago weren't you oh yeah i mean it's like it's Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, I mean, you know, what's wrong with it? I mean, it's like you get to write science fiction and sex. It's like it's kind of a no, it's like a no lose proposition. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, but you were doing it. I, I mean, that, that's got to be the, the, I'm saying the convergence of your interests in science mm -hmm. fiction from way back and then your interests in, uh, in, you know, fetish and kink and all that stuff. So it seems to come exactly. together. But, you know, wait. Absolutely. Can you think about way back, other than you, because, you know, you're a pioneer, of course, but other than you, <laughs> who who was doing it, do you think? Who was who was bridging that gap early on, well, maybe uh, 60s, even 70s? Well, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's there's a lot of writers who are dabbling into it. I mean, it's funny, it's like, you, you, you dig into, like, science fiction, there's always this kind of kinky side to it, because, like, you know, many writers were writing, um, you know, porn, frankly, in mm -hmm. addition to writing, you know, science fiction. And many writers sort of combine the two to a certain extent. Right. I mean, you've got like writers like Bob Silverberg, you know, who always, you know, no matter what he's doing, always has a very sensual, sexual aspect to it, which is which makes his what his work writing so wonderful. But, you know, other Philip Jose Farmer, um, you know, like, you know, Piers Anthony, even a lot of people were doing this. In fact, I heard this cute little story that uh, every once in a while, a gaggle, which is actually a technical term, of science fiction writers would get together and have a contest to see who can get a letter into, like, penthouse letters <laughs> first. So, you know, so many of those letters you read were probably written by, you know, on a bet with a whole bunch of science yeah. fiction writers. But, you know, and then, you know, as far as, like, actually mixing it, I mean, we have to give a big nod to Cecilia Tan and the Circular Press and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they were, like, really kind of, like, sort of became out with doing it. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really fascinating stuff to do. I mean, once again, it's like, you know, what could be better? Mixing science fiction and sex is perfect. Yeah, and I, I, it's interesting because now, of course, with with the future happening right at the moment, I mean, you're mm -hmm. getting so much stuff. You know, you're constantly getting bombarded with like, like Bridget was talking about, you know, there, there's, there's uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's so much new stuff. And porn always seems to go that, always follow that path, oh, or at least you know, absolutely. you know, um, because people are looking for porn in the newest ways they can get it, disseminate absolutely. the information. So it's I mean, very... yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's like um, I'm really blessed to be writing for futureofsex.net, and I've been doing that for about five years or so. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, they they are really like a, a great place as far as like information on this kind of stuff. And again, it's like. I really count myself as being very, very, very lucky that I can once again write about technology and sex. So there's all kinds of cool stuff, and there's stuff happening all the time, especially you know now with how you know prevalent things like virtual reality is and such. It's, yeah, it's really yeah. fun. Yeah, it's and, and you know it's funny you just you just brought up a point, and we, I was talking to our producers the other day about this, and I don't know if we do it. We don't do enough of this, but at the same time, I don't want to do too much of this. But Chris and I have really not spoken about where we have written or where our writing is presently being seen mm -hmm. and just recently one of the places we write for called sexpert.com yes they produced a top 40 list of sex blogs and we were number 12 on that list Yay! and which is very sweet and you can go to our blog there's another thing too if you ever want to check out what's going on in licking non-vanilla go to the licking non-vanilla site 
That's Licking Non Vanilla. Which you are doing wonderfully, Robbie. Thank you. And it's uh, LickingNonVanilla.com, and you can find the shows there and or the blog. But anyway, I so mm-hmm. I wrote a blog at the beginning of the week about being, you know, being featured in that that listing of sex blogs, uh, sex podcasts, and there's a ton of them out there. So, but what I, my point is that Chris and I both write for Sex Perp. Chris writes mm-hmm. for Future Future Sex, right, Chris? Yep. Okay. I write uh, a semi regular column at Short and Sweet dot Short and Sweet NYC and Short and Sweet LA. Com. They've been doing that for a long time. Oh, oh, yeah, quite a wonderful. while. That's called uh, the Sex Files. Um, and Chris, what else? What else? Do you, and of course, we write for Bridget at Hot Movies, exactly. uh, which is HotMovies.com. So, although Chris and I don't like to blow our horn, we like to blow each other's horn. But um, thank you very much. <laughs> Tip your waitresses, try the veal. And I'll he never calls me week. back afterwards. I don't know what's <laughs> I know. wrong. I mean, I seriously, I it's like it's, really, it's really messing with my ego I here. Know, I mean, it's I like know. no matter what I do, he never calls me back. I blow I mean, his horn and then I go on my way. But uses me and throws me away. That's, it's it's what else is new, but. <laughs> So we, I was thinking about this the other day, and I said, well, I don't want to belabor the point, but I do want let let do want to have people know where we are in other places, exactly. um, and they can find, And then, of course, you could Google our names and find us uh, our various mm-hmm. books that have been published. And yep. Chris, Chris, you also appear in another blog, don't you? Another podcast? I um, I do a couple. I mean, um, Kinkley, I have I write for them, you know, on and off. Uh-huh. Um, they're a wonderful resource. Um, I just started writing for Sex for Everybody, though I don't think my first articles appeared yet, oh, but it will cool. be fairly soon. Very and cool. that's run by the wonderful uh, uh, Jenna um, Oceanic. And I'm always mispronouncing her name, and I hope she doesn't hear me and yell at me because you know she's a wonderful editor. Um, and she also does Feature of Sex.net. And oh, cool. uh, Queer Majority I write for, um, and that's a wonderful site. And there's a whole there's a, there's a couple of other ones, um, but yeah, it's pretty much pretty much those right now. But of course, a lot of them it's like you know, like you know, it's like you know that you write you know three or four pieces here, three or four pieces there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are kind of like so, sort of a quasi regular gig. Um, there's more coming up all the time, so you can definitely check us out on social media. I mean, you know, you can find us there. Yeah. You know, through the looking von vanilla, looking non vanilla um, Twitter which and Facebook I can't page. Remember. And there's a the Facebook, Facebook page, page too. Yeah. Exactly. Which yep. I'll tell you what the Twitter handle is. Just give me a second here. And yeah, I mean, All those things I just, you know, and what's important I, for writers like Chris and I, regular gigs are, are extremely important, you know. And if we can land oh, those, absolutely. like with Bridget, how we we have a good relationship with Bridget and Sex Pert, and you know, we, we can land those. We're very happy, and Chris with Future mm-hmm. Sex. Um, but there are those instances where things dry up for no reason, and all of a sudden you just don't, you're not doing mm-hmm. it anymore. Um, so there's not, there's not a lot of there's. Not a lot of rhyme and reason to the business sometimes. And not everybody is as communicative and consistent as Bridget is or Domino Doll over at Sexpert, dropping exactly. a lot of names here at you. But it's it's mm-hmm. about time we did. We haven't talked about what we do and where we do it. Um, mm-hmm. I also work for the Erotic Heritage Museum in Las Vegas. And they oh, they're just, wonderful. Yeah, and they just recently reopened. Uh, with did Have you seen all? So, you know, everybody's just trying to, you know, do their thing and get where they have to get. And we're just trying to get far and wide with your ears so you can hear us here and uh, figure out what's going on at Licking Non Vanilla. Um, but, you know, I, I think out of all the things that are coming down to pike, Chris, what, what do you think you're most or do you have something you're most interested in, in when it comes to sex and technology? Is there something that that's that's glaring at you and you're like, I'm really interested in this? I mean, it's all really cool. I mean, right. it's like I'm such a technophile. Um 
But, you know, it's like, you know, I think a lot of it is um, probably augmented reality is one of the big things. Um, That's a couple of years away from being mainstream, though I heard something very interesting that Apple is going to be releasing augmented reality glasses, maybe even this year or next. And they're pretty affordable. They were like 500 bucks, not including the prescription for the lenses, which is like, wow, that's pretty affordable. Um, Augmented reality, just really quickly, is there's virtual reality, which is where you're basically wearing television screens in front of your face. So you're basically immersed in a different world. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really exciting stuff. It's a little high-end expensive. I mean, you know, some of the the more more, um, immersive ones will run you like, Bob, like five grand or something similar. Um, And that's, that's the high, high end. Um, But augmented is really cool because what it does, it superimposes information on what you're already looking at. So if you looked at an object, the glasses would detect what you're looking at and it would tell you about the object. So that's really exciting. Um, But the other one I think is probably um, they've been doing a lot of work on haptic feedback, which is the technical term for, touch yeah you know, we so, talked about that before I mean, uh-huh exactly yep, mm-hmm. that stuff is really coming quickly i mean we're looking at like all this really kind of very science fictiony cool technology where someday and maybe very soon we'll be able to put on our glasses of either augmented or virtual reality and be able to have a sense of touch and that's going to blow adult entertainment out of the water yeah and and again it will impact adult entertainment as everything does in technology mm-hmm. you know i mean that's where mm-hmm. where it's like a ground zero for innovation and for people wanting to explore because mm-hmm. we, we've seen it you know over the course of chris and i knowing each other uh at the the very beginning days of the of the of people stretching out into the web and getting their things together we talked to mm-hmm. we talked to octavia i don't know what, in what order these shows will come out but we talked to Octavia Hunter on this show, yes. and she was mentioning, you know, back in the '90s, the porn stars getting getting just to know that they should buy their domain names, and nobody even knew what that mm-hmm. was at that point. So we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of changes, and it's always it's either I don't know if it's spearheaded by porn, but certainly porn is in there somewhere, like Bridget just said. Oh, it's absolutely, you absolutely. Know? It's a bit. It's always been a big driving force. I mean. It drove VHS, it drove DVD, it drove streaming, it yeah. drove virtual reality. I mean, all this stuff is driven by adult entertainment. I mean, the the joke is that, you know, I think it was the Lumiere brothers who first made like the first motion picture. Yeah. And the second, I mean, the first motion picture was like a like a short comedy. The second one was someone taking their clothes off. Yeah, I mean, right. That's, of course. Of it's course. like, you know, it's like sex has always been there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, the, the, the one of those early Einstein movies is The Kiss. And uh, exactly. it's just a, a lady and a man kissing. And at the time, it was mm-hmm. considered extraordinarily risque, you know, um, mm-hmm. because I don't think I think in the movie they, they lock lips and they don't separate their lips for a certain amount of time. And that was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, the, you know, the, 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 the <laughs> damnation and the seas will rise, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun. Speaking of Edison, mm-hmm. close to where I live is Edison's factory. And, oh, it's, cool. and it's still in existence. And uh, a mock-up of the Black Mariah, which you know, but I don't know if anybody, you know, other other people don't know, was his movable uh, black little boxy movie movie studio. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the main mm-hmm. drag. You can see it. And I remember going there as a as a Cub Scout and having a tour of that place. You know, and uh, you know he he was quite you know he's quite the fixture in, in New Jersey. You know, and then. 
that they call the Wiz- Wizard of Menlo Park, and that's just a little bit that's of history right. there for you. Yeah. And that that's Menlo Park is not so far from where I live. It's pretty cool. And to think, I mean, you, you imagine if you put. Although I always think about this about guys like Tesla or Edison. If you were to drop them right now into this time, right, and say, "Look, guys, mm-hmm. look what's going on." As, as surprised as they would be, those guys had the kind of brains where I think they would they would be able to figure out their way, figure their way a little bit. You know, I think mm-hmm. they would, because I think they have those kind of brains. It's like uh, the movie with, um, is it time after time with Malcolm McDowell? And he chases, so. chases Jack the Ripper into, into San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he, and he's, H, he plays HG Wells in the movie and he mm-hmm. comes forward in time because of his time machine, which is a little, you know, they're using that in a kind of an interesting way. Mm-hmm. But, he has no no problem really adjusting to the future because these guys mm-hmm. worked with the future. This is what their stuff was about. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about w- how far we've come in, in a very little amount of time. Exactly. You know? I do agree with you. I think a lot of people would, would adapt pretty quickly. I mean, I think social changes would be harder to accept, like fashion, you know, and that kind of stuff. But when you think about, like, like first, look at a smartphone. I mean, it's not really all that hard to comprehend. It's basically a, you know, a radio, which you know depends on what when our time travel comes and time traveler comes to our future. Yeah. You know, if they're familiar with the concept of radio, it's basically could be described as a portable radio that then we also can transmit information as well as you know as as pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the social change would be you know harder. I mean, just think what's happened in the just like the last you know, a couple of decades around like social issues and such. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating idea. It's like, you know, I think a lot of people would adapt pretty quickly. Others would have a really, really hard time. Yeah. Of course, yeah. a lot of people can't adapt to the way the world is now. Well, I'm, um, yeah, Chris, I say this constantly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I try to hide this, but I, I don't do very well. I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm i sitting here at a certain age, which, you know, I won't disclose, but you could, you could tell by the references Chris and I used use um you know i'm not what's happening around me now is certainly not it's certainly beyond me i mean it's it's changes and and the way the world acts and behave and people behave and the so far this so-called evolution which i think is more de-evolution as devo used to say um I have a hard, I have a very hard time. I just have to, I think with, with what I do is just keep my head down and just apply <laughs> the things that are specifically uh, in my day. I don't try to get, mm-hmm. don't go, don't try to go beyond the pale, you know? <laughs> I mean, but. Uh, well, it's funny because I think this is one of the places we, we sort of diverge a bit. Because yes. I've, I've always been like, I mean, I, may, I mean, we both been geeks. We both love science fiction and such, yeah. but I've always kind of like. I've always can't waited. I always was very eager. It's like, when is the future going to show up? So, you <laughs> know, now, when this kind of stuff, like, exactly, when the stuff shows up on my radar, my yeah. first reaction is cool. Right. I mean, this is great. Like, like I, I want to live in the future. I mean, you know, I love, like, all these social changes. I think it's really empowering. I think it's really important. I mm-hmm. think it's like we're cha- we're making the world for a better place. And, you know, I'm part of my fetish, of course, is technology. I mean, I live right. in a one a studio apartment. I still have it wired up with smartphone appliances, so I can right. turn my coffee maker on from right. the damn bed. I mean, I've I've got a bad man. I've got a really bad, <laughs> um, you know. So I mean, I've got a box full of sex toys under my bed. You know, you know, not necessarily because I purchased them, because I'm doing for reviews and yeah. such. Right. But you know, That's it's just like say. I think this is the. <laughs> 
you know, the research. Yeah, research. research. Um, you know, air quotes. Yeah, right. But yeah, I just think this is really cool. I love this kind of stuff. I mean, when I hear about this technology, my first reaction is, you know, you know, can I get my hands on it? Right. Where you know, for a reasonable up? price. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I would love to explore virtual reality. It's just a little expensive. It is a little pricey. <laughs> now, I want to switch gears on you to the last couple of minutes here because something happened this week that I know you're going to, you're going to really kind of fanboy out about, and this is nothing mm -hmm. to do with sex guys. Sorry. Um, so a buddy of mine is a huge Batman freak from mm -hmm. before the Adam West, Burt Ward stuff all the way up. Huge, huge Batman freak. So his, it was his birthday. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go online and look for if there's any swag that I could get from Barris. Now, oh, very cool. Now, Chris knows who that is, and I'll tell you who that is in a second. I'll actually let Chris tell you because he knows of them and has has mm -hmm. flittered around past the place. Anyway, but Barris uh, created the, the the Batmobile, among other very mm -hmm. well known uh, cultural cars, the uh, Monkey Mobile, the Green Hornet. Uh, kit from Knight Rider, you know, um, mm -hmm. back in the day. So I know this guy, my buddy, would be into this stuff. So I sent him a a pin that Barris had made up and also a book about the oh, stuff. Very you cool. know? And it's cool. Barris not around anymore, but his daughter is running his uh, his shop, and she wrote me a very nice mm -hmm. note. And the book was autographed. But for those not in the know, you growing up in L.A., you know, you knew of Barris. Mm -hmm. I mean, you actually went by the shop, didn't you? Oh, well, oh really quick, funny story here. Um, yeah, exactly. My brother, particularly, my brother Sam, is a big car geek. Okay. So I'm a little less so, but, you know, we heard about the, what was called the George Barris auction. I'm not too sure when this happens. Maybe okay. back in the 70s or maybe in the early 80s. I can't remember. And so we thought, cool, why not? It was free to the public. So we raced up to wherever it was, somewhere in Hollywood. And we were there for the George Barris auction, and we saw like the cars from Sleeper. They had Black Beauty oh, uh, from, um, you know, oh, from Green God. Hornet. They had like a whole bunch of like the cars he would create for like car shows, right? But a lot of movie cars, and we were like geeking out like crazy. And we were in the non-bidding section, so we couldn't like actually yeah, of you know, course. Put in the bid. But we saw like Batmobile. They had a Batmobile that went, and someone bought it. Um, and it was it was a mind blower because they had all these cars, and it was really kind of a fun thing. But we were sitting in, in the watching the cars come out, and one thing showed up particularly that made me kind of like squeal like a schoolgirl. And the way Barris explained it was, this is one of two, and that Peter Fonda has the other. Okay. And if you bought it, it's currently not in working condition. But if you buy it, if you win the bid, you would he would Barris would convert this to a, a vehicle that could actually drive. It was the bike from Easy Rider. Holy shit! How cool is and, that? You know, I mean, I mean, it was funny because it went for a ridiculously low price. I can't remember what it was. It was really low, and my brother and I were grabbing strangers by the lapels, going, "Give us money!" <laughs> <laughs> it was like we must own this, even that's, just to hang on uh, my wall. But incredible. oh, that, that was that was that was a blast. I mean, we used to do you know the Hollywood thing all the time. In fact, um, oh god, I completely drew a blank. Uh, the guy who designed the Land Speeder from. Uh, Damnation oh, Alley. He had a studio, and you could drive by and see like the the you know the Landmaster in his in his lot. <laughs> um, so you know it was quite fun. But yeah, Barris is, was a fun experience, and you know Barris, you know I have to say was really a nice guy. I mean he was like you know he was very friendly. He was you know just kind of a regular person, and that that was a blast.
you got to look up those old TV shows like on YouTube or, mm-hmm. and there's the monster mobile. There's the, you know, the monkey's car, the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Barris made tons of cars, Beverly Hillbillies, all those cars you see he made in his mm-hmm. shop in, in LA. You know? yeah. um, but you know, Absolutely. It was a last blast. I mean, there was a time, I, I think, and I, I know it's, there's a lot of landmarks that are gone, but there was a time that the, the sets for Cleopatra were still up. And you could go drive yes. by the by the yes. where that was, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you happen to be a movie geek like we are, um, certainly old movies. Uh, this stuff, I know. I know when you're out in L.A. because you you lived in L.A. I've I've only visited, mm-hmm. but you know, I've been there and I've seen the steps. You know, the the Laurel and Hardy steps where they throw the piano mm-hmm. down, and and oh, that's yeah. I I can't. There are people that that doesn't don't have that connection, you know. They don't find mm-hmm. those things that infuriate interesting, and we, you and I do. Um, I think it's wonderful. I mean, I love. I mean, being in there. I mean, LA has a share of problems. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, they, they, it was really cool to go like to the Bradbury Building, which has been oh, it's incredible, everything it? from the Outer Limits to Blade Runner. It's incredible. To um, you know, to uh, like kind of oh, what's um, there's a famous uh, James Garner film when he plays a private detective. I know I'll think about it after we hang up, but right. yeah, it's like you can actually go to these locations. Which is really cool. So you can actually like see like certain parts of history where this took place. I mean, like even David Lynch films, you can go around and see where certain things were filmed. It's really quite a mind blower. Yeah, it really, really is part of the city. Well, that's what's good, cool about it. you live in a if you happen to live in a real in a big city, in a famous mm-hmm. city like New York City, San Francisco, L.A. Mm-hmm. Those are places that a lot of movies have been filmed. I mean, I'm not saying movies haven't been filmed in other places, but mm-hmm. there, there are those places, you know, and, and you see them. And when I was, I was, I was in the LA, LA area and saw some spots where they're like almost like religious icons to, to us. You know, we mm-hmm. see the the Batcave and uh, up in Branson. You know, uh, to see that stuff, you're like, I can't believe that's the that's the bad. And of course, it's not the way it looks mm-hmm. on television. It's just a little hole in the ground. But still, mm-hmm. th- for us to see that stuff and geek out, it's just really cool. You know? Oh, uh, absolutely! It's so much fun. It's really, it's like if you're a movie buff, definitely a trip to L.A. is is definitely yeah, worthwhile. Absolutely. And there's other cities too. I mean, oh, there's absolutely. I I think there probably there's pretty pretty much tours and 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 all kinds of major cities like. I know they had for a while in San Francisco a Hammett tour, so you could, you know, you could actually take the tour and see where National Hammett's landmarks and his books took place. And they even have a Hitchcock tour because you can, then you can go see well, like, you know, various places like, you know, the the shop, the pet shop from the birds, right. or you know, uh, where Ken Novak threw herself in the ocean by Fort Point in, um, right. uh, you know, I'm, I'm once again I just lost the movie, goddammit. it. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, there's like all these kind of places you can sort of go and see like where things took place. It really kind of was a mind blowing experience. Yeah, and this stuff is part of our culture, you know. And, vertigo. And it, there you go. Vertigo. vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> stuff is, see, that's what happens. What happens is we get we get there. What ha- usually happens is Chris Chris will be searching. I'll go off and talk about something. And half his brain is listening, and the other half isn't. And then, but he comes exactly. back, He's trying to figure comes, it out, and a yell out vertigo in the middle of somewhere, or vice versa. <laughs> the same thing. Him, we'll be sitting somewhere watching somewhere, and something will happen, and 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 the and the whole day will go by, and then like. To, you know, we'll later on, I'll look at him and go, this, you know, Salminio, is that the guy? You know, so that's how we, we have, this is what happens when you get older. It doesn't come exactly. immediately, but it happens And the, the movie I was thinking of was Marlowe with Marlo. James Garner. He has, has his office in the Bradbury building. Yeah, and that's a cool spot. I've, seen, I've been there. That's a cool spot, you know. But, you know, uh, we, 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 
we go way back with these movies, but like Chris and I were talking mm-hmm. about before, we're, we're just as interested in what's happening now. And uh, although I don't know if I've seen a really good, can you say, have you seen a real good sexy movie lately, Chris, without, that wasn't porn? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I, I watch a ton of movies, yeah. um, but I really haven't seen anything that really made my eyeballs pop out. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's been a couple that came close, but off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's like, they're, they're, you know, the sex scenes are there, but you know, most of them are just kind of like incidental or such. And frankly, a lot of Hollywood movies really do sex pretty badly. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just like, you know, they're, they're always like throwing each other across furniture or something like this. And, <laughs> it you know, it's just like, tunnels. you know, <laughs> It's like, you know, seriously, are, is this a sex scene or a wrestling match? Yeah, I mean, I know, just I like know. they're always like tearing at clothes and yeah. all this kind of stuff. It's just like, you know, oh, it's just it's, it's ridiculous. Well, I, I, but no, I think, unfortunately, I haven't seen anything really. Well, I think it's I think, you know, what, what's happening lately is you're seeing a lot better depictions on Netflix, Hulu, you know, all those mm-hmm. streaming services has some really absolutely shows and stuff on those shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's where you're getting the. The juicy and well done mm-hmm. juicy stuff. Um, I like. Absolutely. I've seen. I've seen the adaptions of the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff, and it was. Uh, oh. You know, it's not really all that <laughs> sexy to me. Um, but I think you know if you're going to look at stuff like this, and I didn't see any of Games of Thrones, but I've heard Games of Thrones was pretty hot. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of that Game of Thrones stuff, and I Westworld. Yeah, unfortunately, West, I didn't either. <laughs> Westworld has some hot stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Again, another thing I haven't seen too much of. But I know that most people are when they talk about oh that was a hot scene they're talking about a, something they they saw and you know from you know uh, a made for Netflix film or something on, mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime you know yep so absolutely that- in fact um just this morning I was trying to find a new show to binge watch which I've been doing a lot of and I threw House of Lies in okay and. It was funny. It's like it's very good, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But it was it's, the first episode's got like you know bare bodies and everything, and it's like it, I had to sort of blink a couple of times because I was so used to like you know like broadcast television yeah, until yeah. I realized it was originally on Showtime, which you know means they can do whatever they want. Yeah, so it's kind of like it kind of like surprised the hell out of me. It's yeah. like what the hell am I watching? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny <laughs> when when I started, I began watching Billions on Showtime, and Billions, the first mm-hmm. scene. Is Jamadi's character Paul Jamadi's laying on the ground on on a floor mm-hmm. in his underwear bound? He's got a mm-hmm. he's got a um, he's got a fetish to be you know for domination to be dominated. So that's the opening scene of Billions, opening of the mm-hmm. of the series. So I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. interesting, and you know, uh, but again, Showtime. It wasn't a ma- it wasn't a movie movie, you know, like a mm-hmm. a movie I've seen. You know, I think I haven't seen anything. And then like I don't know if you saw the last Twin Peaks. Uh, series, the third one. Oh yes, that was on Showtime. Oh, yes. Was on that a lot of wild stuff. Mm-hmm. But but you know, mm-hmm. we just you just mentioned David Lynch before. He's well known for taking his to taking around to go around the edges. You know. Oh, absolutely. Lynchian films are always like wonderfully perverse and weird. Yeah, and absolutely. you mean it's like I mean Dennis Hopper alone in Blue Velvet is just yeah. like you know. It's like, oh, I don't know what boat he's on, but I want to join. I mean, yeah. it's just. <laughs> I think, I think that, that's that we, we may want to just go out on this because if you have not seen Dennis Hopper, if you haven't seen Blue Velvet, first of all, that's that's a must. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Blue, Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet, it's just mind blowing. And Dean <laughs> Stockwell singing the Candy Man, oh, holy love shit, Dean is Stockwell. that wild? And Dean, love Stock- Dean Stockwell, Chris, real quick, what's the name of the movie he was in as a kid? 
where he plays the killer with that other guy. Oh, I can't Shit. remember. I've always loved his work. I just can't remember that one. It's I know a, it's going to come to me after we hang out. It's a creepy movie because in the movie, I they they play some kind of upper class, upper crust kids mm-hmm. in a, in a in like a boarding school, if I remember correctly. Two boys, him and this other boy, and there's definitely an undertone, a homosexual undertone that's never, mm-hmm. that's never actually, they never get to it. And they kill some innocent kid, and they think they get away with the, the perfect murder, and they don't. Um, and, well, I know Hitchcock did Rope. Is that the one? No, no. This is no. This I mean, is, I think that's is, based on the same crime. Yeah, this is just an, it, it just really, really creepy. Dean Stockwell, young Dean Stockwell, and Chris. Mm-hmm. He's also in that episode of The Twilight Zone. Where he comes when he, yes, where he's battling the uh, the Japanese soldiers, and mm-hmm. he suddenly is in in he's suddenly in the body of a Japanese soldier. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. I'm sorry that we're, we're doing this to you. I don't remember all the names of these episodes, but Dean Stockwell is a guy. If you got to, if you definitely check out Blue Velvet, you got to check out mm-hmm. Hopper and Dean Stockwell. If nothing else, just over the top. And Lynch is always doing this. I mean, yeah. everything from Mulholland Drive to the rest of. It. I mean, the other one's Brian De Palma. He's another yeah. one who's got like you know some gets his freak on quite often. Absolutely. And I've always Absolutely. enjoyed his films. Um, and even Italian directors like Dario Argento, I mean, it's like, you know, they they get really kind of wild and crazy. I mean, in a good and wonderful way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The skirting horror and sex. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like a feast for your senses, you know. And mm-hmm. it's nice to be. And again, I think I guess that's where people are going to the streaming services now, because I think that's where they're finding the content that's mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, over the edge or at least challenging, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Absolutely. There's some really good services out there. I mean, between Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and, you know, uh, Tubi and Uncrackle, I mean, it's like you got all kinds of stuff you can explore. I'm always finding something, you know, either really cool or most of the time not, but it's really cool. I can access these things. That's the only thing about living in the future. I mean, you you name the movie, you can usually find it. (laughs) That's right. That's what it is. Living in the future. Maybe that's what I think is what Mm -hmm. we're going to call this episode, Living in the Future. Featuring Bridget from Hot Movies. So, Chris. Oh, she's such a delight. Wonderful, wasn't she? She's a great person. Um, Absolutely. All right. Well, Chris, it's been another great time here at Licking Non Vanilla with you. Um, Thank you, and always with you. I can't thank you enough. So, this has been Ralph Greco Jr., and that's. Uh, I'm Christian, otherwise known as Chris. And we'll see you next time, kids. And if you get a chance, or even if you don't get a chance, go to hotmovies.com, please. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye, Chris. Bye-bye. And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.